Welcome to this edition of Community Connect with Greg and Edwina McHenry. I'd like to pay respect to and acknowledge the Gurujan people who are the custodians of the land we are speaking on, or living on and speaking on at the moment, and as well as to the Gadabanud who are along the coast. I'd also like to pay my respects to their elders past, present and to those of the future. Look, Nalok Week is behind us now and really it was more of a month than a week and uh, with the theme of Because of Who We Can. We gave Edwina and I quite a few opportunities to meet some fabulous people. We went to a number of events around town here and also in our hometown of Geelong. And, uh, yeah, it really was it was fabulous. But, uh, yeah, all of the people we met, we uh, there's one that's missing today, really, but um, we'll learn a little bit about him, I suppose, as we go. The other one we met who was a... He's sitting here like Jackie. He's just arrived from Geelong, the same as us, I guess. And... Uh, He's an Aboriginal inclusion coordinator. I first met him on the phone some three weeks or four weeks ago, I guess it was. And then I've gone up to get myself some tucker at an event. And there's someone said to him, thanks, Chris. And I saw he had a thing on his chest that said, and I don't know how you pronounce it, but he'll tell me Delwip or something or other. And I said, are you Chris Patterson? He says, yes, I am. I said, well, g'day, here I am, Greg McKinley. I'm Leo Wright, eh? <laughs> so now he's in the studio along with Edwina. Hello, Edwina first. How are you? I'm well, thanks, Greg. Good morning, listeners. Yeah. And NAIDOC's not over for us. No, I know. That's what I'm saying. It's a, a month. It's been a month. We had three programs here. You wouldn't have been aware of that, Chris. Uh, no, not sure about that, no. No, no, we had three. We had, uh, of course, we had the wonderful person who sort of got us organised to be down here on radio, Ebony. Mm-hmm. And I think she somehow railroaded, or not railroaded, you coerced. No, how did she get you to do it anyway? She, we're talking every week. Ebony's a fantastic um advocate for um, the traditional owners of the region and uh, the health services that she provides through the Wuthering Co-op that she works for um, and a really open, generous, friendly person. So over the last three or six months since we've got to know each other and start to to plan events and uh, share ideas about what we want to do together, um, she's, uh, you know, talked about how NAIDOC this year would be um, a, a big thing in Colac for the local community, and um, during those conversations, she talked about um, you know Greg and Edwina having a radio program, being supporters, and wanting to get some more information out to the community. So, so I, um, so I say yes. I love saying yes to things. So here <laughs> I am today. And you had no problem there. You weren't. The, you were with Delbert. I heard people. Is it how you pronounce it? We say Delp. Delp. It's just a bit easier. You're so right. It's like, it is Department of Environment, Land, Water and Planning. So it has the W in there, but just Delp. for ease, Delp, yeah. Delp, all right. You forget the W, it's a silent W. Yeah, right. That's it. <laughs> what is it? Delp is a state government department. Um, uh, as I said, it's uh, responsible for um, um, policy and, and delivery around environment, land, water and planning. We have because there's a it's a it's a broad portfolio. We've got three ministers, which are um, you know, responsible for the department itself. Uh, the departments, um, like all of the Victorian departments, are centred in Melbourne, but then the work and the delivery of all the services happens out in the regions. And I'm part of the one of six regions in Victoria. And that region is the Bowen Southwest, which runs from the Ballerine Peninsula all the way down to the South Australian border and then um, up around the bottom of the 
of um, Garrowood or the Grampians through up to the bottom of um, of Ballarat, back around through the sort of the south of Werribee and, and down to Geelong. So it covers quite a big area. Yeah, that's right. Yep, yep. And a really diverse landscape as well. So we take in... Um, you know the coastal areas. We take in um, yeah, the uh, the the forested plains, the Otways, um, the the Budgebim cultural landscape, and the volcano plains, um, as well as the central part of the the district in which we are today. Yeah. And the water aspect of it, that would be a really big one too, wouldn't it? At the moment, huge part of it. Yeah, water's a really Im- important focus of 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 the department, of course. Um, it's not an area in Victoria that I've had a lot to do with. Mainly I'm looking at community in the area of community engagement and especially helping the department in my region work better with Aboriginal organisations, Aboriginal people, and um, really listening to what those organisations want from us. But what, what's your area? You, you're just new to this area, are you? Uh, no, I, I was born in Geelong and then grew up in Ocean Grove mm. um, and holidayed in Port Ferry for many years, did a little bit of travel down to Portland. So I, I'm familiar with the area that I now work in, but more in the, the, the east rather than the west. So, you know, because I grew up in Ocean Grove, I know the Ballerine Peninsula very well. Mm. I'm a kid of the coast, so I know the beaches and the ocean. <laughs> Okay, a water boy. Yeah, yeah that's well, it. Because, well, I saw when we were doing, um, you'd be aware of the uh, disabled surfing then, wouldn't you? Have you heard of that? Because I saw it down there, there were people, Delt people were down at disabled surfing at Ocean Grove. Yeah, it could um, well be. And um, volunteers, there was some volunteering going on down that way in terms of conversation with you, uh, conservation. Mm-hmm. I'm great with my words today. I'm, I muddled up the... Um, the acknowledgement and now conservation, conservation, <laughs> the conservation stuff down there, volunteering. Um, so you do have a volunteering branch too, don't you? Or a volunteering side? I mean, we uh, we support volunteer organisations. That's where it comes in. So I know that we have people that are the contact points for things like land care and things like um, coast care. So as much as possible, we're trying to work with the community, you know, our, our, our values are around place-based, um, community-engaged delivery. Now I'm new to the department. I've been off doing um, different things for most of my career, so I've been in this role for a year and a half and in government for a year and a half, so a lot of it is new to me, the way that you operate within government, but... Um, the values that I've been taught are around listening and um, talking to community and then really trying to bring their ideas and and um, the things they're concerned about into like designing the plans and yeah. then delivering what happens as mm. well. Right now, with what you mentioned though as mm. part of what the brief is for Delp, is I've got it here, it's uh, off their website which is uh, I must have that here too somewhere. You'll have a DELP as D-E-L-W-P.org.au. Um, it says we're focused on creating a livable, inclusive, that was what triggered it, mm. inclusive mm. and sustainable Victoria with thriving natural environments where the community is at the centre of everything we do. And so that's why the community engagement. Yeah, I mean, my 
experience has been um well maybe that's a no my, my experience has been very good in terms of the inclusivity and the community engagement aspects of DELP. Um, as I say, I've only been with the department for a year and a half, but I've been really impressed about how you know staff really across the department have um, the community at the forefront of their minds. Yep. Um, I, some of my colleagues I talk to I've been with the government for a lot longer and, you know, maybe there's been a different emphasis on the community, but I know certainly the um, Deputy Secretary that was with us until recently was really committed to having the community involved in what we do. And it makes sense, right? I mean, if you're not doing it with the people that live in the places where things are happening, then what? you're going to run into trouble, you know. So... um, my background is in community engagement and I guess specialising in uh, with Aboriginal communities around the country. So, um, so yeah, it's, it's values in DELP that I really feel comfortable with and mm. agree with. That we better clarify on that because it's community engagement is your main area but your title is as an Aboriginal inclusion coordinator but you're not an Aboriginal man? Or you are? No, no, I'm not. No, my background is um, Irish, French... And English, yeah. Well, we're all a bit of a muddle, aren't we? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's uh, and um, you know, it's just recently that I've been starting to think about heritage. Mm. I uh, was lucky enough to go out with um, a traditional owner of this area, John Clark, not so long ago, who who works for Parks Victoria on a um, cultural landscape induction tour. Yeah, he's been working with DELP officers of the region taking us out for the day, visiting sites, uh, answering questions about culture, community, Mm. heritage, identity. And at the start of that day, he asked all of us that were there, the 15 of us that were there, you know, uh, what's your heritage? Where where are you from? You know, we went round and there was, you know, mostly a British background, but then some people, uh, you know, identified as a part of... Indigenous heritage in my family or, you know, there's a guy who first generation um, Australian but French parents and it, you know, John was challenging us to think about our, um, our you know, our identity and our heritage and it was a really useful exercise for me. Yeah. That's good. It is because yours is similar to mine, Ed, but mm. we're, all, we're all going back to the Brits and it's a matter of whether we came out as or family came out as criminals or gold diggers or whatever it was. So Indeed. It was all, all pretty weird, but we came to a black country. But I think a lot of us have felt like that too, Chris, in that being involved or having the involvement with our Aboriginal community, we are looking at our, our heritage and realising that we've come into their country and we need to really learn to respect it as a community too, don't we? I do, and um, I think <coughs> it is a personal thing. Um, you know, within DELP, we have policies around um, respect um, and reconciliation and promoting community engagement, and they're very important. But I think they start with um, a, a sense of personally uh, getting involved with um, the Aboriginal community, you know, the, the, the traditional owners of your area, or at least thinking about the history of the of of the country that we're living on and um and for me it's i don't know it's hard to describe in some way it's been a natural 
process of mm. meeting people, meeting Aboriginal people over many years and listening to their stories about their family and who they are and what they think are, is important and connecting with them one-on-one and really then sort of working with friends and colleagues and as an extension, the community and, um, you know, the movement towards rights, uh, reconciliation and, and respect for land and country, but from a personal place for me, yeah. It is, and it's one thing, I'm not letting it out of the bag really. I've had correspondence with Tracker Jack or John Boy or mm. John Clark, whatever. He gets known by various things. And uh, we have got him coming in here on the 15th of next month. So that will be good. That's and uh, yeah, I'm really, really looking forward to that. So yeah, John Boy is a um, fantastic communicator, someone I really enjoy uh, listening to and um, and learning from. So yeah, I, no doubt you'll have some good conversations. I also have him on Facebook, Chris, and he just puts up so many positive, interesting posts. He, he sure yeah. does. Great. But one of the things you mentioned too is about um, Facebook is that you guys, Bowen, the Bowen, Bowen Southwest, Southwest region, region yep. Delp is on Facebook. I noticed that yeah. before. It's amazing how much Edwina is turning me around to this Facebook thing, but it's a matter of necessity mm. really, isn't it? Well, look, uh, it's a way people communicate. I rung the Wutherong Co-op in Geelong the other day to talk about a some job opportunities that we have and, and we might get to in this conversation a little bit later and um, they said great send us a link for a Facebook post because that's the best way that um, commu- our community are, are sharing story, uh, sharing messages at the moment and I was yeah. like you beaut okay we'll get that organised and there's so much I'm hungry for knowledge about the country that I'm living on and finding out about what was here before white man came and we weren't taught that in school and I'm very hungry for that knowledge and I am finding it in community with what people put up. I think that was what I was trying to get at a little Mm. bit before is it because people with our connections that we've had and we do have a lot more people are connecting with a lot of the events that are going on and they're learning about stuff. I'm looking forward to, to say with John with, uh, John coming in or John Boy coming in here of getting hold of some of the getting some of his education going within the studio because people go to things like smoking ceremonies and welcomes and are not real sure what it's about and I've got a rough idea but it's not up to me to tell the story mm. so I'm looking forward to that coming out as we go as well and I think a lot of other people go to these ceremonies and they, they get people and have a yarn on the side and they were doing that and we haven't really mentioned, what was it you were doing there at what was the event we were at where you gave me a mataka? Um, because well, people had a great yarn at that. That's right. Well, yeah. What I was doing was putting sausages and hammies on um, white bread without butter. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, And I was doing it the week before at Bunnings, actually, as a fundraiser for um, the Colac Gathering Space because, you know, they are really developing into something exciting. But um, my, my formal role there was to... Um, support that event which was about getting people to have conversations and share stories after the more formal NAIDOC event at the the outside of the um, Colac Performing Arts Centre which we might talk about a bit too and then we all walked up the street to 
call that gathering place, mm-hmm. ab- call that Aboriginal gathering place, and um, had a barbie and and um, again it was Ebony and uh, John Boy who suggested it could be the uh, the services in the local area, Parks Vic, Delp, um, Victoria Police, CFA, um, and Council as well mm-hmm. to. Um, to support a, that, that, a, a less formal space where people can just share their experience, you know. So I had a great time and, and I hear other people did too. Oh, oh we did too. We did. Well, we, we ended up, we left just before they started doing the possum. They were going to be doing the possum um, cape. Possum skin, skin cape. cloak. Cloak, yeah. And there's more there today for the children with Auntie Bronwyn Rasm. Or is that a co-pack? No. No, it's at the Aboriginal gathering place this morning and later on there is more excitement there. You know, it's all all happening there. Good stuff. And it's not over yet, Greg, because at the Gordon Gallery tonight at 6 o'clock there is the art. That's a Gordon Gallery in Geelong? Yeah, for NADOC, because the Gordon Gallery didn't go back till this week, so, you know, they're going to celebrate. We're going to celebrate. You're going to have to do something about changing it to a month. Mm. One thing, before we go, I'm going to put a track on of Ben Lee's, and I think it's appropriate, and I haven't given you a chance to choose, and we might hand some CDs over to you because I don't know what you'll come up with. But before we do go, last week we had uh, we were talking with Colic Area Health Youth Health Hub. I just want to drop in a mention. We had a couple of young boys in here, Saul and Connor. Now, Connor was on, on a Facebook thing on YouTube or something. Or he's quite brilliant on his guitar and singing wasn't he he was fantastic and, but he didn't do it in the studio no right? we must we he must will get next him time. back but they're still after people for the um, Birragurra Festival in October and also for the Battle of the Bands and if you are interested anyone interested in performing at either of these events can contact the Youth Engagement Officer Scarlett on 52325520 um, that's at the Youth Health Hub and they are looking for people, and they really did sound like a couple of great kids. Well, they were a couple of great kids, and the stuff that they do do is far, far out. It's fantastic. I think, as the Aboriginals say, it's deadly. <laughs> <laughs> right? That's it. So look, we're going to put this CD or this, this uh, tune on, and I hope you do enjoy it. It is by Ben Lee, and it really is about what we're all about here on OCRFM, where you are listening with Edwina and Greg McHenry. On Community Connect and OCR FM 98.3 and 88.7 FM along the coast. It is just going around about, what, 11.19, 11.20? And it's pretty cold out there. And, uh, yeah, so stay rugged up and have a listen to Ben Lee. Yeah, that's um, Ben Lee, and I thought that was quite appropriate. And as soon as we started playing it, uh, my guest here today, Chris Patterson, who's in, into community engagement with WELP. DELP. Uh, DELP, sorry, DELP. <laughs> I, had to, I knew it was a silent W and I said <laughs> the wrong thing. I got, yeah, we're just having a bit of fun in the studio here. Yeah, he said he'd been at a, a thing called the Gama Festival, which Edwina and I had been at. And we think we were there about the same year when uh, Ben Lee was there. And so, yeah, that's a great song. We're all in this together. I thought it was quite appropriate. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a good song and it was a nice memory too. Um, of the Gama Festival, which um, happens up in 
in the Northern Territory and has been a uh, extremely important arts, cultural and, 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 and political festival over the last, well, you'd have to look it up, but it must be 20 plus years. Yeah, but it's only really started, once again, it's like NADOT here, that the, um, the Gama Festival, when we were there, and we think it was 2008, it was a low-level affair. You know, there were a couple of people there. Jack Thompson, I think, has been at every one of them. And as we mentioned, Bernie Dingo was there. And I'm trying to... Uh, what's her name? Marcy Langdon. Mm-hmm. And there's some you know, really well-known people. But there were none of these notaries that... Now you've got the Prime Minister and his offsiders. And the, uh, they're all there now. Mm. So it's the same with NADOC is happening here. And that because of that, we've got the same sort of feedback we're getting here with NADOC. Yeah, I mean, I feel like um, there's some momentum with um, with NADOC and other Aboriginal events and the way that, um, you know, rights and respect for traditional owners and Aboriginal Victorians is penetrating government and government programs. You'd have to ask a traditional owner or Aboriginal Victorian that question about if that's what they feel like is happening. Um, and um, you know you get a chance to do that when and when John Clark comes in in yeah. a couple of weeks. Yeah, and that's actually one of the ones in the which I muffed. I was I was a little bit taken aback this morning with some stuff, and I just naturally get a little bit anxiety anxious out there for anyone who wants to know. Yeah, you're allowed to be like that. <laughs> when I just steer clear. <laughs> <laughs> that um, yeah, that's fair enough. That. Uh, <laughs> What was I going to say? I want to tell you something. Well, you get the, I'll have to turn you right off here. You're, you're too loud. You're right up against oh, the mic. I'm sorry. There you go. I was so impressed by the Kuntapur Korean men and the little women dancing at NADOC. And that was outside Kopak. Oh, that was fabulous. It was. I have not seen a ceremony as beautiful as that. No offence to anyone. No, no, no it, it was. was. It was very, fabulous. Very the Gurujan people. Yeah. We were talking about Gama. Sorry. What were we talking about? The fact that we might have been there together, but the, the learnings that are going on. John, and you mentioned custo- or mentioned the uh, owners, traditional owners. In, in my uh, acknowledgement, I used the term custodian because over the last couple of weeks I've heard varieties of whether we are custodians or, or whether they are custodian or owners. And we need to get that clarified because I think the owner is not actually owning and this is the thing that people get scared of they think their backyard's going to get taken away it's a term that's used for the Gulagin people who are here because it's they as the owners it's their territory but they don't actually own it they're the custodians of it so we have to get all that clarified yeah i mean good conversations to have and again it's about listening and um reflecting on what Yep, traditional owners slash custodians, Aboriginal Victorians are telling you about uh, their place. We In DELP, in Department of Environment, Land, Water Planning, we have a Aboriginal Inclusion Support Branch, which is led by um, Tim Kanoa, who's a, um, a Keratmara man, traditional owner of um, down the far southwest of our region. And he explained some months ago to staff that were at a, an event that he uses traditional custodians because he feels like, for him, that uh, he, his ancestors and himself are caring for and part of 
the land rather than have ownership over it. Yeah. But uh, again, that's you know something that I listen to and I listen to other people and take on you know um, how people feel, their messages, their interpretations, and try and try and get it right in the work that I do and the way that I am working with Aboriginal people. And the sensitivities that you work with, or that has just become part of your job, or it is part of your job, is it, um, Chris? You've got to be sensitive to all this stuff? I mean, y- you do, of course, but you have to be sensitive when you're working in with any, um, any community that's marginalised or hasn't had a fair go of it or are coming from overseas or, um, you know, have, have, have struggled on a community scale before. So... Um, Generally speaking, uh, as long as I'm, you know, talking to traditional custodians or Aboriginal Victorians of an area, and as long as I'm, um, you know, getting us all on the same page early on, it's it's a partnership for us. You know, um, I think in the past, and again, I haven't been in the space for a long time. Um, um, a, any marginalised group are presented with something that's going to happen to them or for them um, where a plan or a project has been designed and drawn up together and they haven't been asked about it before. So, you know, if that happened to me, the first thing I'd do is get my back up and say, well, hang on, this is this is about my stuff, so how do you know what's good for me? Or, what I want. Yeah, yeah, or what I want or, 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 or you know, um, the things that I think are important. So... Mm. Um, I don't think it's different from you know any any other group with uh, yeah in the, that, in the community. And that even happens. Well, I, I know in Geelong, uh, they ask you five questions about you. Tell me five things about you before you actually go into the hospital. In it, mm. uh, you know, Geelong Hospital, and I think that's very important. Well, that's part of their rep, which is the Reconciliation yeah. Action Plan. Does mm. DELP have that? Um, no, we don't have a wrap. We have um, our Aboriginal inclusion policy and plan. Yep. It's called um, Munganangaraba, which is Tanarung language, um, the traditional custodian owner group in the mm. north central part of Victoria. It means achieve together, and um, it's 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 an internal document. But what we're doing, it it, it provides for us to get out and. Um, listen and talk to traditional owner groups to find out how they want to engage with us. Um, I would add, I suppose, when I talk about sensitivities and other groups in the community that I think uh, Aboriginal people have a a special elevated place in Australia. So whilst working, uh, whilst sensitivities to what they're doing are similar to other groups, um, you know, for me personally, like there's, uh, there's, uh, I got like a special motivation for for working with people as well, and and I think, well, certainly the politicians are recognising that as well, and it's it's reflected in the way that they want government to be working. Mm. The it essentially sounds though what you've got is a rap anyway, which reminds me of we were going to have Shu Brown come in, but he's he jumped ship. He went from Delp <laughs> to to Barwon Water where he is actually there as one of the people to formulate Barwon Water's rap. That's mm. correct, yeah. Now yeah. Barwon Water, you'd be working with them as well I'd imagine. Yeah, we do. I mean we're Delps crossing paths with all of the different natural resource management agencies 
across the region and across the state. And it's lucky for me that um, you know I've been working with Shu for the last year and a half, and now he's moved from Ballarat, where he was based, into the building beside me in Geelong, and we'll be able to continue that partnership and um, and get some really good work going together. And by the way, the, you were almost going to be late today because of what there was a bit of a problem with the building there too. Um. Yeah, the WorkSafe building in Geelong. Um, had a, um, a glass panel on the lower levels that had been damaged by the winds yesterday and I have to say they really came through Geelong with tremendous force about three o'clock in the afternoon the wind and the rain was whipping off the the top of the library there and they blocked off the streets around that new WorkSafe building and caused quite a lot of traffic congestion in the middle of town this morning so um, I, I did ring, ring you and say I thought I'd be held up but got down the highway in time luckily. Yeah there was no problem with it but isn't there one other thing that you, we've got some things we want to talk about but uh, there was something else I came up with but I decided what I'd like to do was put on a track of, of Archie Roaches who we haven't heard very much of over the last month because even though it's been NADOC Dear old Uncle, Uncle Archie hasn't really cracked a lot of mention because we had Nancy Bates. Now, that was a hoot, wasn't it? Yeah, Nancy was fabulous, yeah. So I might go out with a Nancy Bates and you can pick it out after. Okay. All right. Thank now you. you've gone very soft. Sorry. Sounded really coy. I'm still here. You're still here. <laughs> We're coming up to... It's, oh, dear, it's only 25 to 12, but that's fine. Uh, I just need to have a bit of a water, and we haven't got it in the studio, so I'm going to have a cough and a splutter and a glass of a bit of water. Um, while we have a little break. I'm going to put on a track called the Mighty Clarence River because we know that, uh, well, water is what I feel like. And also, Edwina, you just reminded I me. I think if the person that rang earlier, we might do a better job of answering the phone Yeah, but if you uh, ring while up, the song's on. While the song's on. If you want to give us a yell while the song's on, be free to do so because that would be the best time to talk. You're with Edwina and Greg McHenry and you are on OCRFM and I'm just going to get all of all of it here, where we're on 98.3 FM and on the coast, we're on 88.7 FM along the coast, streaming live at all the WSOCRFM.org.au. And yeah, we're going to have a listen to Uncle Archie. Yeah, that's uh, Uncle Archie, and what a fabulous track that is, and what a fabulous man he is, and uh, he really has taught taught us a lot with his songs and the song lines that he is helping a lot of other people we've been lucky enough to meet Urimal who uh, is called Youngblood and he's another fellow who if he's in town I think we might be able to get him he's a... Well he'll be coming for the um, Two Worlds Festival in October. Okay so we, when he comes down here we'll see if we can get the old he's a young new boy, we'll be a man now he was a boy when we met him, he's now a, a fully grown man and a fabulous man at that, but yeah that's Clarence River and we've got Chris Patterson in here, and you've heard Edwina as well, where you're on Community Connect with Greg and Edwina on OCRFM 98.3 and 88.7 along the coast, where we are streaming live at ocrfm.org.au. And it is now, what time is it? It's about 11.39, nearly 11.40. And it's still cold out there, I guess. I picked up a thing here, and it's got a name in here that I, I was sort of, you know, sure might have something to do with you too, Chris. It's got here, Delp Senior Environmental Planner, Sally Patterson. And it's a media release from 14th of March this year about 
remediation works beginning at Winchelsea Common. You, is that your mum, your dad? Your boy, <laughs> it's got to be related. That's my young sister. Your young sister? Yeah. <clears throat> it's all in the family. Well, um, I should probably mention that my other sister works for Delp as well. So there's No nepotism here, is there? Strange coincidence, I have to say, that right. we all would come to the Delp Geelong office by completely different paths. I've never worked in government before. Lizzie and Sally are both senior to me and have been with oh, wow. Delp for some time. Uh, and, um, yeah, occasionally we find ourselves in mm-hmm. the tea room or the, the lift in Geelong and think, oh, quick, but get out of here. <laughs> yeah, we can't be all three seen together. It's <laughs> really interesting. Well, it's funny because, you know, I, I've... Um, I didn't have an interest in science or, you know, conservation really through my my early career. I was working with um, video production and community groups and it was only through that that I started to do some volunteer work with the Koori Heritage Trust up in Melbourne when it was back in King Street and um, met some fantastic people and then went on to apply and was successful in getting a bit of funding to help young Kuris make films about community and, and culture and, uh, and, and actually did work through this region down to, um, down to Haywood and then up through Ballarat and Geelong and we made short films and those films ended up screening at, at ACME back in, um, when are we talking, 2004, 2005 and uh, after that time, I was lucky to pick up a bit of extra work with the Victorian Aboriginal Corporation for Languages. And then through a conference I was attending, I, I met uh, um, a Cape York man who then asked me to come and work for him up in Cairns and all over Cape York. So I spent the next eight years working with um, traditional owners from the Northern Peninsula area on the tip all the way down to um, to uh, Cardwell and around Tully and different oh, wow. groups too. So yeah, we're a world away from community and culture here. It's like you know as different yeah. as um, Yugoslavia and, uh, and, uh, and and Sweden, of course. But um, well, you don't say Yugoslavia anymore, do you? Because it's now <laughs> Serbia, of course, Croatia, yes. Macedonia. Um, but our country is so beautiful, and how mm. lucky are you? Yeah. I, How did you end up at, at uh, the Gama Festival, which is the the premier Aboriginal get together? It was part of that job. So I was working with um, some traditional owners of Ingenue, which is one of the five communities up in the the north on the tip of Cape York in the northern mm-hmm. peninsula area, and um, we were helping them work out um, a sustainable way to continue their traditional practice of dugong and turtle hunting and um, there were some workshops happening at Gama so I was lucky enough to accompany the two uncles over to Gama and they made some presentations and shared some of their stories about and their uh, experiences Mm. with what they were doing with other Aboriginal people, other hunters around the country and um, and um, yeah, it was a fabulous experience for me too to sit in the dirt and listen to people and watch the is it the bungle the bungle the bungle, the bungle, the bungle each day, bungle. which is the, the dancing, dancing. Oh. 
that happens from all the mm. Yungu and other clans up there. So, um, yeah, I feel very lucky. I actually look at it, you know, when it comes to Tally, and I think, oh, that's that little boy, and he was just standing and trying to dance, and look at him now. Yeah. You know, it's incredible, isn't it? Very powerful, yeah. I like oh. sitting up at breakfast looking out over the Arafura Sea. Oh, so did I. <laughs> it was incredible. But anyway, we just no, we're talking about stuff we shouldn't be because it, people haven't been there. If you can get a chance, though, oh. it's worth having a look. And uh, we went as volunteers. Yeah. Uh, oh dear, oh dear. We went as volunteers, and uh, you went as a paying guest. And it's not really that cheap, but it's a well worth experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know it's absolutely gorgeous up there. But um, our local region rivals it absolutely and again i'm lucky enough to be able to get out and um work on visit sit down in country of traditional owners along this coast and uh you know along the along the inland areas and i'm really thankful for that too oh well look we've got the beauty of we've got some of the top surf within a couple of miles of being in top country in the in the otways themselves it uh it's just mind-blowing maybe i need to be employed by delp um, you've retired, Edwina. I want you to stay that way, please. And you're not retiring, you're just retired. <laughs> Employment opportunity. I'm talking about work, not for Edwina, though, but you, there is work. In, we've talked a little bit about volunteering, so I'm assuming we'll be able to touch on that as well. But there are work opportunities around here and stuff that's going for people, is there, Chris? Yeah, so um, within our Aboriginal inclusion policy at DELP, there's some serious commitments to you know making available employment to aboriginal people and in the Bowen southwest region right now there's a couple of different things that we're you know getting the story out for one of those is the um, project firefighter program that we run which is a seasonal um, program of um, training up and then having a firefighting and forest management uh, team over December through to kind of like March, April, who um, who you know complement the the emergency firefighting force of the region, and um, we have some designated Aboriginal positions coming up, and they're great jobs because they get you out on country. There's terrific training around um, not only firefighting but um, you know all sorts of operating equipment and. Uh, and getting involved in um, maintaining parks and reserves and, and wildlife areas. And, you know, importantly for uh, Aboriginal people who might be thinking about getting a, getting into that area, we strongly support ongoing employment. So it's really a great foot in the door if you, if you like working with your hands and, um, and you want to get out into the bush. And all of the information about that program is searchable on our website and probably the easiest way is just to put Project Firefighter DELP, D-E-L-W-P into your search engine and it'll come up for you to get information about. Um, terrific program, that one. Now, you'll be working in concert with the CFAA or with that or how does that work? Yeah, so when fires happen, um, all of the different firefighting agencies and they may be Vic Police, CFA, um, Parks Victoria and DELP are coordinated with the fire so um, the project firefighters will be directed within that larger team. Okay, yeah. and is this all part of, with the um, 
traditional burning, like up around Lake Ties and that. I know in the Jajabarong Territory they're doing traditional burns and what do they call it, um, patch, the patchwork, cook burning or whatever they call it, that sort of stuff. Is that what you're promoting here as well? Not so much. I mean, these are jobs to support the, the plan burning and then the, um, and then the emergency firefighting. I mean, different groups, different traditional owner groups around Victoria are following what they want to follow in terms of traditional cool burning and um, certainly as DELP we're supporting that as much as we can, listening to what they want to do but um, this opportunity is more around being part of the firefighting team. While we're on cool and traditional burning though, there's another program we have which is the graduate program and it's available for people who have done a degree to come into DELP and um, be supported for two years for a really great training package and um, team environment that you go through with the cohort of graduates followed straight into a full-time job um, in an area really that you've shown an interest in. So what's a degree in though, Chris? The degree is in a field related to environment land water planning. So it could be conservation, it could be community engagement, it could be science, um, or it could be a more generalist degree. In the Barn Southwest this year, we've made that opportunity an Aboriginal identified position. So we're really encouraging Aboriginal graduates to apply across the Barn Southwest. Mm. Um, and the way you do that is to search for. Um, uh, science planning graduate program with DELP and um, and then you go through an online application process and um, and then an interview down the track but you know I'd certainly r- encourage people to be calling me and um, getting some information about it in the first instance so I can talk about the opportunity that, the, that it is but again um, getting out and and working in some beautiful areas um, uh, and building up your skills around forest fire maintenance. This is a fantastic opportunity which leads into a, a full-time job. You know. Okay, now you said to give you a call, so instead of using the website, DELP website, we're going to... Who, who are we going to call? We're going to call Chris Patterson. That's right. And you better give me the number because I didn't... You've sprung this one on me and so I haven't got it written down, Chris, so... My number, and you can call me on my um, mobile, is 0437... Yep. 325... Yep. 934. And I'd be happy to talk about both those programs, the Aboriginal Graduate Program and the Project Firefighter Program. Okay, so that's Chris Patterson on 0437... Three two five nine three four, and it's Patterson with two T's. That's right. Yep. Okay, we'll put that up on because we'll be doing a podcast on this program, um, sometime in the near future, I hope. And I'll put that up there as well. Is there anything else you want? Del- you want Delps um, website, Facebook website, or Facebook call? Um, what else do you need up there? Look, yeah, search, uh, search Delp. Um, through your search engine and will come up as the first entry. Um, there'll be a Facebook link as well, which has our news around the biodiversity and fire forest management programs that we run. And, you know, if, uh, if you're um, an Aboriginal person, traditional owner, custodian, you're interested in employment, and no matter what stage you're at, whether you 
have a degree, you've been employed in another government agency or in private um, or in the corporate world or if you're doing a TAFE course, if you're a student at whatever level you're at, we're really keen to you know, hear from you and get a pathway for you into DELP. So I'd encourage you to give me a call. We're actually going to go to, Edwina made mention of it before about the Gordon. We'll be seeing some people down there. There, uh, There's quite a, an Aboriginal, I'm not sure exactly what it's called, Ike at, at Deakin in the Indigenous... Is it Indigenous Curry Education Institute? For Institute Curry for Curry Education, yeah. Education. Yep. and at the Gordon, they've got a, an Aboriginal department as well. So I presume you'll be going through them with the promotions, do you, Chris? Yeah, we're sending out posters and emails. We'll, we have a Facebook post as well, and maybe I'll send you a link to that. that That'd you, be an idea. Yeah. So what we've done is gone out and spoken to our current Aboriginal graduates and asked them on video what would you say to anyone considering this opportunity and they've given their responses to us so um, listen to them don't you know, don't don't believe me go and um, hear from the people who are doing it That's okay great. now one thing this is all talking about aboriginals you do have white fellas work there as well because you are but so it is this is your area is the aboriginal side of it so it really does sound as though you've got well it's not de facto but you're and I'm not going to try and pronounce it, but your plan, as is you said before, really does sound like a wrap, a reconciliation action plan, because you must have... Do you have a, a number of people you wish to have, white fella, black fella? Yeah, we definitely have... Um, or percentage-wise? Well, we have a, um, a state Aboriginal uh, employment and uh, employment programs coordinator, um, and a big focus of our plan is to bring as bring more and more Aboriginal people into the workforce. So, um, you know, part of the actions of the plan are to support that. And that's, um, you know, developing our partnerships with Aboriginal organisations, but then getting out the information as much as we can to the community that when you think of DELP, think of a great place where you're going to be supported where it's a, um, a a culturally safe environment for you to work and where you know we have a kind of work-life flexibility as part of our policy that is mindful of your cultural responsibilities your community responsibilities and and you know how you want to um, how you want to bring those things into the work that you do because we're very supportive of that Okay, well, you can contact Chris for any of the, the information you need to get further on 0437-325-934. Chris Patterson with two Ts. I'll just remind you, the freezer blokes that were in here, Saul and Connor, and also Scarlett, because I'm going to give her phone number out at 52325520, are still looking for young people to get involved with the Birrigara Festival in October and the Battle of the Bands, which they're planning and they're also after sponsorship, so don't forget that. And I haven't heard from anyone yet as to what Freezer stands for. That's FR, capital FR, two little E's and a capital Z-A, Freezer. We still don't know what it means or where it came from. We just know that that's the name of the... the I think crib. it came off a birthday card. Probably did, yeah. The Freezer jolly good fellow, says Edwina. All right, now we're going to... We've picked out a track, and we wanted to do this of Nancy Bates because we had such a great time meeting her and... 
her song. The one we're going to do was The Old Black Woman, is that correct, Ed? Yes. Um, and she told the story about that a couple of weeks ago. It's a fabulous story and it's a fabulous track, so I'm looking forward to hearing it once again. Next week we're going to be talking with Alcoholics Anonymous. That'll be great. Uh, AA, they're alive and well in here in Colac and they meet every Thursday night. We'll give you further information when we have a bit of a yarn next week with a couple of them, which will be good. Remember that the podcast, this program, will be available on ocrfm.org.au. Just have a look at it. It's up under Connect, Connect. You can ship. I'm going out with a stutter as well. Community Connect with Edwina and Greg McHenry, where you've been listening to us, with Chris Patterson, who is a community engagement from DELP. I said it correctly that time, the Department of Environment, Land, Water and Planning. So, look, I thank you very much, Chris, for coming in. Thanks for inviting me. I appreciate it. Let's hope you have a good, safe trip home and that we don't get too many more windows blown out in Geelong. Let's hope the storms abate. It's coming up now to 11.57 and we're going to have this track to see it out. This has been Greg McHenry. I'll talk to you again next week. Cheers. Cheers.